that's when your bank account looks a little heftier than than you thought it would. So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Elite Agent Secrets. Today, I'm joined by Charlie Hutchinson. Now guys, Charlie has been in real estate for about 10 years. He's growing the Houseworks Collective team. He's also the founder and the CVO of the team. And last year in 2022, they've done a whopping 30 million in sold units. Now he's on track to get about 20 agents by the end of the year on his team. And today we're going to be covering topics that will include value proposition for recruiting buyers and sellers. So not just agents. We're going to be talking about in topic number two on how to create an ecosystem of companies for your clients and agents. And topic number three is we're going to be talking about knowing what you don't know and hiring the gaps. That's the one I think I'm looking forward to most. So make sure you stick around because Charlie, it's so great to have you on the show today, my friend. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Peter. Yeah, big time. I know we got chatting a little bit before the show about some of the issues that we're dealing with real estate. And, you know, I'm very in tune. I'm just an agent, just like you and everybody listening. But listen, 30 million didn't come overnight. It took a little bit of 10 years of hard work. So take us back to day one. How did you get started in real estate and why were you mad enough to actually get into this industry? Yeah. Uh, well, love that uh, that question. Let's see if I can uh, rack my brain for it. So my previous career, uh, sub 25 years old, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee, working for Sony Music, a couple of radio stations. Um, I thought, I love music. I want to be in this business. Turns out you don't make a heck of a lot of money in that business until you're seasoned, you're a veteran, and uh, and I, I like money. I like being able to do what I want to do. Uh, so my father actually sold real estate in the uh, the UP of Michigan, kind of very passively. So that's where I, I eat, kind of first had the idea. Uh, before then, I didn't even really know it was a, a gig that you could do. So I said, screw it. Let's go 100% commission. Instead of getting paid shit, let's get paid even worse with 100% commission. And I took uh, the course <laughs> online funny. in Nashville. And then the day I moved back up to Milwaukee, uh, where I'm from, uh, I went to Pearson View, took the exam, passed, and uh, and haven't looked back. Um, so that's how I got into it. Uh, and I'm not going to lie, the first couple of years, I had other gigs you know, I was a property manager. I was, um, I started a photography business because I wanted to make some cash on the side. Um, and I was the guy driving a 1999 beat up black Toyota Corolla with my back window was busted. So I put black gorilla tape over it. Uh, and I thought that looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, but I would still park around the block from my showings because I didn't want my clients seeing what I was, what I was drying this, this hoopty. So that's where I started. Humble, humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. See, I always say if there's a will, there's a way. And you just basically are, are the living, breathing example of it. So over the first few years, you know, I, I totally get the, I need some cash. So I'm going to have some side gigs. Do you remember what your first, your second, your third year looked like when it came to closing gigs? Yeah. Um, I, 
so the third year I want to say is probably when I gave up the property management gig. You know, the reason I really had that was so that I could get a free apartment and I could move out of my grandma's basement. Um, I mean, that's just a real thing. 25 living in your grandma's basement is not the coolest thing in the world. Uh, so that's why I got the property management gig. Um, but even then, you know, and we're going to talk about on one of our topics, I always like to feed uh, my creative side and in turn kind of build this ecosystem of companies. So when I first started in real estate, I would shoot my own listings. I have a kind of a somewhat of a background in photography and that's when uh, our media business started. So, so I'll, I'll always have something else going on. Um, but in regards to real estate, when that happened, yeah, I was probably selling um, about five and a half to 6 million in real estate in my third year. Okay. So that's not bad. Oh, it's real money. Oh, for, yeah, for 26, this, this 27. Like real income at that point. Yeah. This is at that point being immature, making that kind of money, um, you know, leasing a, a new uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh, yeah. No, it seemed like I knew what I was doing. Okay. So, but your, but your first year, I'm assuming you didn't do so hot and your mm. second year, what would you say? Five, five, Five deals, ten deals max. No, so first year I actually did do thirteen transactions, um, but I think I made like seventeen thousand dollars. The brokerage I was at was pretty. Um, the, the split was bad, right? Uh, and then year two, I switched to uh, Keller Williams, which was just opening in our market. Um, that split was obviously more attractive, you know, having a cap system, and uh, and and I capped that year, so I, I must have been close to four million my my second year. Um, and at four million, yeah, you're. I was making decent money there, but then I, I realized once you start selling five to six million, being a single person, not having a ton of expenses, like that is, that's when money looks real. That's when your bank account looks a little heftier than than you thought it would. Yeah, yeah. The the, the reason why I wanted to talk about the deals and the sides is because in my market, twelve deals, it's a six figure income. In your market, twelve deals, it's like you're barely scraping by, right? So. A lot of people that are listening to the show are going to be in a variety of different markets. There's going to be some people that are in LA. There's some people that are like in your market where maybe the average price point is 100 grand or maybe 200 grand. And that is where you typically transact. Like we were talking pre-show is my market, $400,000, $500,000 is the entry level home. And like when somebody tells me like, oh, what can I get for 300? I'm like, I actually don't know. I, I do know, but it is not probably the area they're going to want to be in. It's probably not the size that they want to they they want to have, or we're just going so far north that I may just make a referral because driving an hour hour and a half away for that check may or may not be the best use of my time when I can go down the street, you know, ten fifteen minutes and make almost double that, right? So when we're talking about your beginnings and how you evolved, I like to see basically the progression. So year three, I typically find that somebody either is killing it out of the park and, you know, year one, they transition full time in real estate, just go knees deep. Right. Or it takes a little bit longer and it's OK for somebody to take a little bit longer. It's OK for you to have a side gig so you can still pay your bills while you're still advising your clients correctly which I think brings us really nicely to our topic number one, which is the value proposition topic, right? Like how did you create a value proposition for somebody to start trusting you? And why is that so important? Because now, well, 
you're doing 30 million. That's a whole lot of units from from the average price point perspective, right? Yeah. So with uh, 30 million, we're about 115 units a year uh, with seven agents. So so we like to try and get our uh, per production or per unit uh, production per agent up there. That's one of the things that we try to do. So our unique value proposition is the same for a buyer, a seller, an investor, or even an agent that we try to bring on the team. And that is that no one will make you look better. And it sounds maybe a little conceited, actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, but it it's true. From My first hire was a marketing person, and Sam's still with the team. She's fantastic. She's built our brand out, our website out, our social media out. So as a team, we look really good. We're branded really well. So if you join the team, you're going to have all the resources that you need to create your own videos, to create your brand within the brand. Like You will look great. Like No one's going to help you look better uh, than we do. Um, from the buyer's perspective, uh, Ty is our sales manager. We go over scripts and ways to win buyers and write offers. No one's going to write a better offer than we will. Uh, now, you might not get the house because we don't think it's it's worth X or what we think people are going to probably bid at, but your offer is going to look super clean. We're going to communicate really well with the, the co-broke to make sure that they know who you are before that, that uh, seller accepts an offer. And as far as the seller goes, I go back to our media company that we created almost 10 years ago. Uh, talk about not no one making you look better. We go all out in for pretty much every listing. Video, 3D tour, drone, on-camera work that uh, is cheesy, but I love to do. Like We pump out your listing everywhere. From the HD photos, to the video, to the um, the reels that the kids are doing. The kids love the reels, you know? And me as a 35-year-old man, I don't get it, but hey, if that's what they like, that's, that's what they like. Um, so just to circle back, that is truly our unique value proposition right now. If somebody asks me, so what makes you different? My answer is, honestly, no one's going to make you look better. And then I list out the steps that we take, um, depending on if it's a buyer, seller, investor, or agent. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. And you know, like as you were speaking, um, I pulled up your site. Yeah. And it is crispy. That's a really good way to say it. It's a crispy site. See, I I don't know how old you are, but I feel like that's a very Gen Z thing to say. Really? I'm not that much younger than you, believe it or not. <laughs> Just about five years. Okay. Right? So I'm still I'm still pushing that 30s bracket there. Yeah. Um, but the reason I say it, it, it's crisp because I have some young kids, right? They're, they're not using the slang yet, but I have a lot of younger people in my brokerage too. And I just listen and I'm like, fuck, I don't even know what they're saying anymore because I am so... <laughs> My transaction so coordinator. I mean, we send a contract that gets accepted. He's like, that slaps, no cap. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you just said. Like, I don't Tra- know if that's good or right? Yeah. Because Tra- yeah, <laughs> he's, he's 24, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I love it. And, and I like how you're saying is that no one will make you look better because a lot of the times it is what you put out there. And how people perceive you is the type of business that you'll attract and vice versa, right? If you're rolling up and, and at least in my market, this business is really, really judgmental, right? 
And down here in Southeast Florida, if you don't have a nice car, you don't have a nice watch, you're not in a suit, people don't think you're doing well, right? Um, and that's not every market. So you, it's like, for me, it's like finding that right balance. It's like you want to look professional and the easiest way to do it is online, right? You can always invest a couple hundred bucks into a nice professional photo shoot. So you can have, you know, professional portraits, professional headshots. And then if you're showing that to your clients, you can leverage that. So, so the looking better part, when we're talking about a unique value proposition for somebody, you know, maybe it's not just nobody will make you look better. Maybe for you, it's like nobody will find you a better deal that cash flows more. And then you just have to have a track record to really back it up. So like I do a lot of short term rentals down here in Southeast Florida. And that is something that I, I, I honestly love working with investors. I love looking at a property from a numbers perspective. Like, does it produce? Does it not? Like, what can we do to improve it? How can we you know, um, maximize and optimize the listing, the ADR on, on a property, you know, what's the cash on cash return, what's the cap rate and all of that, right? While still making our clients look better, but I don't lead with, well, nobody's going to make you look better. For me, that's an assumption. Um, Well, I think a lot of times people will say like, so what makes you different? And some people will say like, well, I'll charge you less. You know, we'll charge you 5%. Um, Or or they go for the things that they think people want to hear. But you're 100% right. Yeah, see, that's a slippery slope because I always tell people it's like you can can either have something fast, good, or cheap, but you can only pick two. Oh, I've seen that Instagram video. I've seen that. I love that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's a classic Bradley close. Yeah. if you want something fast and good, it's definitely not going to be cheap. And that's the way I like to position myself is because the extra care that we're going to take, the extra steps we're going to do. Like my clients are in a way spoiled and they're like, wow, this, this transaction was so easy. I'm like, yeah, because you 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 haven't heard half the shit that was going behind yeah, the scenes to make sure that this was, you know, kosher. Yeah, and then after... You know, I just had a client close like a week and a half ago and they're like, wow, like you made this so easy. Like we had no idea. Ready? Here was the deal. We got the house. We negotiated a 2-1 buy down from a 2-1 buy down. Then we negotiated additional seven and a half thousand in, you know, inspection concessions. Then the house didn't appraise. So then we had to renegotiate the deal. Got the seller to come down to the appraised value. They got the house like 25K cheaper. They got to move in all within 30 days. Actually, we had a clear to close within 21 days. So in theory, we could have closed. And they're like, this is great. Well, it's all perspective too, right? So you yeah. can get a, a first-time home buyer and they could say to you, this was the most stressful, hectic thing I've ever been a part of. Oh, and these were the these were yeah. first-time home yeah. buyers, actually. Yeah. Or you could get someone who's bought and sold a number of times and they say the same thing, like this was so stressful. But they could say the opposite too. Like the point I'm trying to make is if you set them up properly and you set them up for success and you have what we call buyer kickoff. Right, where we explain exactly the process, whether you're a first-time home buyer or we're helping you sell your house and buy another house and you've done it before, we need to do a buyer kickoff. Because when you bought your home 10 years ago, the market looks a lot different. And I don't want to yeah. show you a house, or as an investor, I don't want to show you a house that you think has a great cap or great cash flow. Um, and then we go in there and you're not ready to write an offer because now we're wasting, well, honestly, we're wasting my time, <laughs> you know? And listen, I'm not I'm not afraid to uh, to say that either, right? Because yeah. 
Well, here's, here's what I'm finding out. When, when you're a new agent, you're just kind of, you know, slapping shit on the wall, hope it sticks. You're counting on every single deal. Um, and you're not acting like a million dollar real estate agent, MREA, right? And that's okay because you haven't really got that abundance mindset yet because you're still not sure, you're still not confident, and you still don't know your unique value proposition that you bring to the table. But the moment you flip that script and you act like a million dollar real estate agent, those people will appreciate you. Every single buyer is going to appreciate you because you're a lot faster. You're a lot more effective. You're a lot more efficient. You're a lot better with your time, which means that you're actually giving them their time back. And there's always going to be somebody who's going to appreciate that and value that. You know what you're saying is you're saying you these agents need to treat their business like a business. Beautiful. And, and Very I- well said. And Absolutely. I'll say from my perspective, I'm always behind the eight ball. Like it just takes me a while to get things. Like I can't believe I graduated high school. I dropped out of college. Like it just takes me a minute to get things. But the sooner you can realize, even if you're only selling a couple of transactions your first year, that that shouldn't just go in your bank account. You should spend it on a new vehicle, but that you should use that towards marketing and building your business and going to, and you know, I was with Keller Williams uh, for a long time, going to mega camp, going to um, all the the different, what was it? Family reunion, learning from people that um, are doing it at a much higher level than you are. Like the sooner you can get that in your brain, that it's not all about you and you should learn from people who've already done it before and then take that and give it to your clients. That, that's ultimately what we're talking about here, like creating the best client experience. No exactly. one will make you look better. No one will make you feel better. Uh, th- I mean, that's what we're going after. And it sounds like you and I are on the same page there with what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think we just pitch it and position it a little bit differently, right? Yeah. Which in, in itself creates a unique value proposition that's specific to you versus mm-hmm. that's specific to me. Yeah. Like um, essentially, and it's now that we're just talking out loud here, we're essentially saying the same thing. Yeah. Right. A lot of folks don't say this. A lot of folks don't have a unique, again, it's the business factor. They don't have a UVP and it surprises me because what do you say when you're sitting at a listing presentation and they say, well, I'm interviewing three other people. Tell me about why I should hire Houseworks Collective or tell me why, you know, Charlie, you should sell my house. I mean, if you don't have that, you're kind of back on your heels you're gonna you're fumble, like, fum, yeah. fumble your you know your words over each other and then all of a sudden it's like oh now they're questioning your confidence and credibility and the ability to actually execute on what you just told them however long you've been there for thanks for listening to this episode if you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below 